This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com Okay, welcome everyone. Shalom Aleichem. We continue with Sechti Yivamas Daf Tes Vav Amad Beis. But we begin on Tes Vav Amad Aleph. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight lines from the bottom. Masav Marzutra. Marzutra asked. We're uh, basically trying to determine once and for all when Beishamai argued on Beis Hillel, did Beishamai defer to Beis Hillel, or did Beishamai ultimately um, uh, continue to practice what they, uh, what what their opinion was? Now, in the previous uh, Gemara, in the Masav of Masharshia, um, excuse me, in the Masav Marzutra, it says that the daughter-in-law of Shamai gave birth, and he uh, uncovered the plaster to Pesach, either on top of a, a, a child who was um, old enough to make the mitzvah, but, but less than the age of Chinuch, or the baby. And that sort of proved that Shammai maintained his opinion. And uh, the Gemara says, no, it's not a proof, because uh, maybe really Shammai did not maintain his opinion. However... There it's not obvious that he's doing it to uphold his opinion, but rather he's just trying to create a little bit more airspace. So the Aruch Laner has a very interesting point. Because if the reason why Beishamai retracted is because of the Baskal, then this Gemara proves absolutely nothing. Because this Gemara is not talking about Beishamai and Beishelah, it's talking about Shamai himself. Shamai himself was way before there was a Baskal that proclaimed Halacha Kebeishelah. The Baskal was on Beishelah as opposed to Beishamai. But the actual people, Hillel and Shamai, was well before there was any Baskal. Right? That, that's a very interesting historical uh, fact. Whether you're learning Daf Hashavur or Daf Yoimi, the whole idea that a Baskal said that Halacha is like, Base Hillel was Base Hillel, but Hillel versus Shammai themselves, by the way, there's no question that no Baskal ever said that Allah is like Hillel versus Shammai. So again, that seems to prove that maybe even Shammai himself retracted, and that would be for the reason of Leisus Gaidadu. Okay, let's move on. Masiv Marzutra. Maisa, there's a story. Bishoikes. Yehu, in the water trough of Yehu. What's the water trough of Yehu? It's a hollow stone that's under a pipe that brings water from the mountain, and this was called the water trough of Yehu. Shehoisa Birushalayim, Shehoisa Nukuva Lamikvah. There was a hole in it connecting it to a mikvah. So, in other words, the water trough of Yehu was not 40 saw. However, there's a principle of hashaka. That if a, if a small water uh, container is connected to a larger mikvah in the appropriate shear, then it's considered to be kosher like a mikvah. There was a hole in it attaching it to a mikvah. And all of the taros that were, were in Yushalayim were made on top of it, were made there. So that's very interesting. Why would they be toivo things there? Why wouldn't they be toivo in an actual mikvah? Well, if you ever went to uh, you know the Kol Save mikvah here in Cedarhurst, you would know that the actual part where you put the kalim in is small and it's connected to a larger area. And that is, if you're going to put a fork in a large mikvah, 
and you accidentally, you know, let go or loosen your grip, and that fork goes down uh, into a big, a big area, you're never going to see that again. So it was safer to to um, to be toivelit in this smaller water trough that was connected to the mikvah. Now, v'sholchu beishamai, beishamai sent v'herchivua, and they widened the the hole. Instead of utilizing a hole, what they did was they basically tore down most of the wall that separated it. Because Beishamai said, That a water area is not kosher until the majority of the, of the separation is diminished. So that's the opinion of Beishamai. But we learned in the Mishnah that that's not unanimously held. There is another view. Eruv mikvah mixing a mikvah. Kishvay Feras Hanoid is like the tube of a water trough. By the way, we had this in Chagiga on Chaf Aleph Amid Beis. The Ovya Uvechalala, not just, you see, they used to have a canteen, and on the top of the canteen they had a tube sticking out, and for a mikvah to kasher, another water source, they have to be connected, the size of the tube, the hollow of the tube, plus the external circumference, meaning the area has to be not the inner hole of the tube, but the outer circumference of the tube. The ovia in its thickness of the halala and its um, hollow, which is kishtei etzboys of like two fingers, that could be turned in all directions. The bottom line is if, if Beishamai tore down the wall, you know Beishamai said the famous uh, statement, the famous historical statement, tear down that wall. That was said by Beishamai. So Beishamai tore down the wall Obviously, Bishamai uh, held of their opinion. Says So we see Bishamai did and followed their own opinion. Says No, really, they didn't. Maybe they tore down the wall because they wanted a bigger swimming pool. They just wanted more water to come in. So it's not necessarily indicative of the fact that Beishamai deferred to Beishelah, but maybe they did it for practical considerations. Okay. Tashma. Come in here. The Amar Rebbe Lazar Bar Tzadok. Rebbe Lazar Bar Tzadok said, Kishal Yisi loy made Torah Eitzel Rabbi Yochanan HaChorani when I was learning Torah by Rabbi Yochanan HaChorani. He was eating dry bread with salt in a year of famine. So I saw this Sadiq, Rabbi Lazarbat Sadiq said that I saw this Sadiq, Rabbi Yochanan, his meals were very curtailed in the years of famine. And I went and I told my father. I guess Rabbi Lazar went and he told Sadiq, Amrali, so dad told me, Bring him olives. And I brought him olives. He saw that they were moist. Now what were they moist with? We know for something to be hosher l'kabel they have to become wet. What are the uh, seven liquids which would render something hosher l'kabel Who knows? Right? You're all muted. Unmute yourself. Yad shachadam. I'll unmute you. Who's that? Water, honey. Water, honey. Water, honey. Seven liquids. Right, the seven liquids, right? Yad shachatam. What is that? Yayin, dvash, dvash of bees, not of fruit. 
and Shemen, and Cholav, and Tal, and Dam, and Mayim. Okay, Yad Shachadam. Now, what about the sap from an olive? Sap from an olive is like fruit juice. It's not. It's questionable whether it's machshel kabel So Rabbi Yochanan saw that they were moist. Omar he said, you know, he, he was makbet to eat chulin betahara, and in his opinion, they became machshel kabel So he made an excuse. Omar he said, uh, I don't eat olives. I don't need olives. Maybe, you know, olives make you forget. The Gemara says, and her. I don't need ha- ha- olives. I went and I told my father, Amali said to me, go tell him. This barrel was perforated. If it was perforated, that means we wanted the liquid to seep out. Now the halacha is that a liquid only is machsha something the kabel tuma if you want the item to get wet, but if you don't want the item to get wet, it is not machsha kabel tuma, right? It says kiyitain, but it's spelled kiyutan, from which we learn that if something got wet on its own, it's only if you're pleased with it. Remember the gemara in the beginning of Elam Tzios, and I, but the sap is not draining out. It got stuffed up with preserves. So tell him that we took measures to ensure that we didn't want it to get wet. Utnan, and we learned in a Mishnah. In other words, the reason why they're wet is because uh, they di- it didn't drain out. We wanted it to drain out, but the holes got stuffed up. Utnan, we learned in a Mishnah. Chavis shalzesim megulgalim, a barrel of crushed olives, of, excuse me, softened olives, Beishamay Oymim, in Srich Lenakev. Beishamay says, don't worry, you do not have to perforate it, because the sap of an olive will not render something Rashi says, the juice that, is, that comes out of olives is fruit juice, and it is not something says, we do need to make a hole in the jug because the liquid is like is considered like oil. And therefore we need to be megala das that we're loinichale that the fruit got wet. Okay, so Beishamay says that the juice is not machshel kabal and Beishilal says the juice is machshel kabal and therefore you need to make a hole in the kli. He's moida that if there's a hole in it and preserve, seal it up. It's tahar. The apple Okay, so why? Because you're a megala dance you don't want it to get wet. The apple now, even though Rebbe Lazar Sadik was a student of Shammai, interesting, Rebbe Lazar Sadik was a student of Shammai. Yeah? Nothing, no? You have a problem with that? I think it's like the Echonan Akharani is a Shammai. Yeah? I think so. Um, maybe. Mm. Let's see. Even though he was a student of Shammai, he only did like the opinion of Beis Hillel. 
So even though... Anyone have anything on that? What does it say? Who is a student of Shammai? What does it say? Philip, what does it say in the art scroll? Who is the student of... Rav Tzadik, it says. Rav Tzadik? Okay. Mm-hmm. What does it say in... Where, in Masifta? Okay, so he machloikis gedol. What? It's machloikis. Who is a student of Shammai? Rav Lazarat Sadik or Rav Yochan Hachayrani? Interesting. Does anybody quote anybody? No. There you go. But wouldn't it make sense to Rav Yochan because they're talking about what he did and what he didn't do? So he or didn't listen because he only held, like he did like Beisham, Beisham, even though it was a talent of Beisham. So Taisis, Taisis, the first Taisis says it was Rav Tzadik was Tamidi Beisham, the fourth wide line. Hayachayus Rav Tzadik mi Tamidi Beisham Hayah. Okay, let's let's um, one second. Let's leave it out for a moment. Even though someone was a student of Shammai, everything he did was like Beishel. Let's see if we can figure it out. Beishamai followed his own opinion. That's the Chidush. Now what? That even though he was a student of Shammai, but he personally followed Beishel. But if Beishamai never fulfilled uh, his own opinion, my Rabuse, what's the Chidush? In other words, like this. According to Beishamai, they don't, um, you don't have to make a hole because the juice is not or something like Kabbal Tumah. Let's see Rashi. Rashi on the third line says something very interesting also. The olives were wet. The thing is, the olives are in a vat. So who cares if the olives are wet? They're in a, ju- they're in a jug. How would anybody be able to matami it? So Rashi says, Klicheres tamei al gabe ama'aretz. Klicheres is tamei because of an ama'aretz. V'shem enoga begava chavaz. Maybe an ama'aretz touched the back of the barrel. V'tama midrabanan. And ama'aretz, tamei midrabanan. And ama'aretz says tamei midrabanan. V'tamasan. And he made the jug tamei. Now this is stama pella. Because everybody knows. Everyone in the first cousin knows that a klicheres is not does not become tummy from the outside, only on the inside. So who cares if an amaretz touched it from the outside? But anyway, a klicheres is not metami from the inside. So, what, but what's the cheshven over here? The cheshven is that even though someone was a, a student of Shammai, everything he did was in accordance with Beisila. Now, if Beishamai followed their opinion, that's the chiddush. But if Beishamai didn't follow their opinion, what is their chiddush over here? Let's see Toysus. Mitoch perish a conscious mashma, show you Rabbi Yochan and Choyshesh. From Rashi, it's mashma that Rabbi Yochan was worried that Rabbi Tzadok would not be makbid on the touching of an Amaretz. Why not? Because why would Rabbi Tzadok be makbid? Rabbi Tzadok's a student of Beishamai, and according to Beishamai, the, the olives are not wet because the, because the what? Because the juice is not considered a liquid. The Afagadra Rabtsodik Koinhava, 
Even though Reb Tzalik himself was a kind of big day, Perushim Midras Echle Truma, and the garments of even devout people are Tame Midras for those who eat Truma, that's a mission in Chagigim, Mikamakam, Hayachayshesh. So Tosis says explicitly, so it's a Machlaikis, Tosis and Madura Schattenstein versus the, uh, versus the, what's it, the Mesifta. That's Shtikopela, right? But in other words, Reb Tzadok, Reb Yochanan was concerned that maybe his uh, his colleague over here, who was a student of Shammai, who did not consider it Hoshul Kabotuma, would allow it to be touched. Now, if Be Shammai father opinion, so that's the Chiddush that even though he was a student of Shammai, but everything he did was in accordance with Hillel, and that's why he said, "Don't worry, there's a hole in it." And even if somebody did touch it, but it was to be But if a Shammai never issued, uh, followed his own ruling, then what's the chiddush that even though he was a student of Shammai, Shammai himself did not uh, maintain his opinion? Yeah, good. Okay, Vaiter. Tashma Shalu es Yeshua Sabas Maho. They asked Rabbi Yeshua, "What is the halach about Tsar Sabas?" Now. One interesting thing is, what do we know Rabbi Yeshua holds? So you say, we don't know Rabbi Yeshua holds anything. Yeah, we do. We know one thing Rabbi Yeshua holds from Toysus Anom and Aleph. Rabbi Yeshua says, we don't pay attention to a baskal. In mashkichim a baskal. Okay? So bear that in mind. Says the Gemara, they asked Rabbi Yeshua, what's Allah about Sar Sabas? Am Elohim, Rabbi Yeshua said, Machlaikis Vesham Beisilah. And who's the halacha like? Why should I stick my head between two big mountains? Between two big disputants. Why should I get involved? Now, by the way, why should I get involved? Because Abbas Kol said, and Allah is like Beis Hillel. The answer is, uh, who, who's talking? It's Rabbi Shua talking. He says, we don't pay attention to Abbas Kol. Said, uh, furthermore, I'm afraid they're going to crush my skull. Who's they? I'm afraid, if I say the Halach is like Beis Hillel... That Saras Erva is a of Kares. Then those who followed Beishamai, who in the interim produced Mamzerim, when they hear that I say the halacha is like Beis Hillel, they will crush my skull, says Rabbi Yeshua. And I prefer to have an uncrushed skull. That is my personal preference, says Rabbi Yeshua. And therefore I cannot issue any psach. Avalani meid lachem, but let me tell you a little story. Two families, the family of Beis Tzavuim from the descendants of Achmoi, they are the descendants of Tzarois, and from them emanate the highest of priests, the high priests. So I want to tell you a little story. The descendants of Tzarois, they serve on the Mizbeach. 
Now, Bechlau, what Rabbi Yeshua is saying is very difficult, because they asked him, what's the halach about marrying a tsaras erva? And Rabbi Yeshua said, by the way, I know descendants of a tsaras erva, presumably, that's talking about a tsaras erva, that married Lashuk. So there's no chiv kares over here. So it bears no relevance to the question that they asked him. Says the Gemara, if you're going to say Bishlama, they Beishamai followed their opinion. That's why Rabbi Shua was afraid. But if Beishamai themselves never followed their opinion, then there were no Tsaras Erva that married a brother, never married a Tsaras Erva. What's Rabbi Shua afraid of if even Beishamai themselves did not follow their opinion? Says the Gemara, Gavaldiga Kasha, wait a second. And even if Beishamai did follow their opinion, and, and therefore there were those who married Tsaras Erva, but Tsaras Erva is only a Kares, and according to Rabbi Shua, Chiyav Kares does not produce Mamzerim, because Rabbi Shua is of the personal opinion that ain't Mamzer Ella Michaive Misois Bezden. Says the Gemara, Nehi Nami Da'asu, and even if Beishamai did follow their opinion, this still does not explain what Rabbi Shua was afraid of. My Messiah, what's he afraid of? Ha'amar Rabbi Shua, in Mamzer Alamechavi Mrs. Bezin, but Rabbi Shua said, a Mamzer would only be from Chayava Misa's Bezdin. Says the Gemara, Nihinami de Mamzer loy have true Rabbi Yeshua, meaning very nice. You want to have a solid proof that Beishamai followed their opinion, and that's what Rabbi Yeshua is afraid of, that someone did Yibam to Tsaras Erva, fine. But it still doesn't explain what he's afraid of, because according to Rabbi Yeshua's personal opinion, this would not produce Mamzerus. Says the Gemara, Nihinami de Mamzer loy have a Pagamiyahava. True, it will not produce Mamzerim but it will disqualify the children to kahuna. Meaning the daughter, at least, the daughter of Atsaras Erva will be disqualified to kahuna. Why? Says the Gemara, Mikavachaymer me'almana, we're going to make a Kavachamer from an Almana to an Kohen Gadal. Ma Almana Shein Isra Noyeg Bakal If an Almana whose Isra is not Noyeg to everyone, only a Kohen Gadal can marry an Almana, but anyone else can marry an Almana. So if her Isra, which is a weak Isra, evident from the fact that it's not Isra to everyone, nevertheless the descendants are Pagum, but not Pagum, the daughter, or the, the son of such a union are pogum lekuhuna zushi sur shavavakal the iser of tsaras erva which is aser to everyone nobody is allowed to marry their brother's wife when there's no heter Meaning a brother's wife where there's no heter, which is usher to everyone. It's usher. Nobody could marry their brother's wife without a heter. Certainly the Vlad should be pogum, and therefore Rabbi Shul was worried for his uh, life.
Now, can you make the following kavachomer? Uh, the following pircha? By Amana, maybe the Vlad is pagum because the Amana herself is pagum. But when somebody lives with his brother's wife, that woman herself is not pagum. The answer is sure she is. If somebody lives with his brother's wife without a heter, she is, that's a chiyuve kares, and she becomes a zoina. And that does render her herself a pagum as well. So that would not be a valid pircha. Now the Gemara says, Kaboy minate sarois. They asked Rabbi Yeshua, what is his opinion about saras erva? And he gave them a completely different answer, v'kapashalei b'neit sarais. And he um, proved the b'neit sarais. Excuse me, and he offered an answer about the descendant of the tsarais. They wanted to know, can somebody marry a tsaras erva? And Rabbi Yeshua went on to say that a tsaras erva that marries Lashuk, the descendants are are pogum. Because what was Rabbi Yeshua saying? Rabbi Yeshua was saying, Rabbi Shua was saying, the, the Vladois are, are Pagum. That's not what the question was. The question was, what is the din of the, of the uh, Tzara herself? Why is Rabbi Yeshua saying what the status of the descendants are? So Gemara, Tarti They had two questions from Rabbi Yeshua. Tsarois mai, what's Allah about the Tsarois? The Timsaloimar Tsarois Kebeis Hillel. And if you're going to say that Tsar has a status of, uh, according to Beis Hillel, namely that a Tsaras Erva cannot marry the brother, in other words, that a brother cannot marry Tsaras Erva, Benayd Tsarois to Beis Hillel, then these Tsarois, according to Shitas Beis Hillel, who now marry Lashuk. In other words, according to Beis Hillel, what do these Tsaras do? What are, they, what are the Tsaras supposed to do? Beis Hillel would say, they're Pater from Yivam, they can marry Lashuk, they're not Zokuk to the Yavam. What would Beis say about them? Because Beis would say that they're not Pater without Chalitza. So really, they asked Rabbi Shua two questions. Number one, what do you say about the Tsara? Can you marry a Tsara? Can the brother marry a Tsara Sarva? Is Allah like Beis or is Allah like Beis Hillel? And if you're going to say that the halacha is like Beis Hillel and they're allowed to marry Lashuk, well, what would Beis Shammai say about these women? Or about these descendants? Says the Gemara Lamay Nafkamino, who cares what Beis Shammai would say if the halacha is like Beis Hillel, then why do we care about what Beis Shammai would say about um, those who follow Beis Hillel? Especially Rashi says the halacha is like, like Beis Hillel. So why do we care what Beis Shammai would say about this scenario? So the Gemara says it's very important to know. Because Beis in Beis Shammai's world, these women who are Tsaras Erva, when they're marrying Lashuk, they're Chayvei Lavin. So what would Beis Shammai say about the descendants of Chayvei Lavin? And that would have an Afgamina, because then Beis Hillel would say the same thing about a case that's Chayvei Lavin for them. Now, what's the case of Chayvei Lavin for Beis Hillel? Machzer Grushasai. 
let's say somebody takes back his grusha and they have a child, someone has a child with a machzor grusha, is that child pagum? Says, well, lemivshad vlad machzor grusha, to be able to be poishet, what is the halacha about a child of a machzor grusha, according to Beis Hillel? So you say, what do you mean? We already discussed that. It's a kavachoymer. If amonol gadol, the vlad is pagum, then certainly... Amano Kain Gadol, which is a lav that is not Shava Bikoyal, the Vlad is Pagum, then certainly the lav of Machsa Grushasai, which is Shava Bikal, no one is allowed to take back a Machsa Grushasai, certainly the child should be Pagum. Mi Ka'amrino and Kavachoymer, do we say a Kavachoymer? Uma Amano Kain Gadol, Madachin Amano Kain Gadol, She'en Isra Shava Bikal, whose Isra is not equal to everyone. But not pagum, the child is pagum. Zu sheisura shavukov. This scenario, a machzagrushasu whose isra is equal to everyone, eno den shabna pagum. Is it not all the more so that the child should be pagum? Or you could say oidilma ikala mifrach. Or maybe you can ask mala almana shehi atzma mischaleles. Ma to an amana that she herself is defiled. When amana lives with the kain gadol, she now is downgraded. She can never marry a kain. Meaning, if that kain gadol were to die, this amana cannot marry a kain because she's rendered a zaina. But when someone ma- marries a machzagrushasai, she does not become aser lekuhuna, and therefore maybe only amana lekain gadol the vladis pagom because he atzma nischaleles. She herself is defiled. Mashenkin, if someone marries Machzor Grushasai, where she herself is not defiled, maybe the child is what? Not defiled. So Rashi says, wait a second, didn't we apply the Kavachoymer to a Yavama who marries Lashuk? Why don't we say there also, excuse me, didn't we apply the Kavachoymer earlier to Rabbi Yeshua? That Rabbi Yeshua wanted to say that even though the Vlad of a Eishas Ach is not a Mamzer because it's not a Chayve Misa, but the Vlad is Pagum. But wait a second, does she herself, does Eishas Ach become Pagum herself when she lives with a brother without a Heter? And Rashi says, yeah. Rashi says the second to last narrow line, Ola El Gabe Chayve Krisis Menei Tzoros, she becomes a zoina, and she becomes puzzle from eating truma. So they asked two questions of Rabbi Shua. Number one, what is the status of a tsara of a tsara's arvon? Rabbi Shua says, I'm not getting involved. And regarding the tsara in the world of Beis Hillel, what would Beis Shammai say? And the answer is, to that Rabbi Shua told a sto- two stories of a tsara Sarva that married Lashuk, and Beis Shammai never protested the Kaihanim Gedolim who came out of them. But Amar Lahu, and Rabbi Shua said to them, Tsarois Mesyariani, Tsarois I'm afraid to get involved. The descendants of the Tsarist, Ani Meyed Lachem, I give you the following testimony that the descendants were Kohanim Gedoilim and Beishamai never put up a fuss, Beishamai never said anything. The bottom line is we seem to have clear proof that Beishamai followed their own opinion. 
Because again, if they didn't, what was Rabbi Shua afraid of? That's one raya. Another raya is that Rabbi Lazarbat Sadoik, it says about him that even though he was a Talmud of Shama, he followed Beis Hillel. That even though he's a Talmud of Beishamai, and therefore maybe he would allow the item to get wet because it's not really a liquid, but don't worry, he himself paskin like Hillel. But wait a second, even Shammai didn't follow Shammai. So what's the big chiddush that Reb Lezabrat Sadek followed Shammai? But he didn't, because even Shammai didn't. So right now where we're holding is that Beishamai did in fact follow their opinion. Okay, Rabbi Isai, we will... Uh, Pick it up, next Monday. Hopefully we'll have something to say Sunday morning. And uh, on that note, um, as of now, there is a share tomorrow night, or tomorrow morning, whoever wants, at approximately 10.35, and then 8.30 tomorrow night. And as always, you're invited to Toymer Devara at 5 p.m. Okay, Rabbi Isai, have a great night. Shkayach. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.